Hey guys, this is Kurt Cousins. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. God bless. Going Kaprizov for a chance to win it. He scores! Kirill, the thrill is for real. Sent Brodziak ahead. Two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nito Niederreiter wins it for the Wild. Cut off by Mata. Throws it off front. for the wild penalty shot to tie the game oh my what a shot you're listening to the wild takes podcast presented by 10,000 takes Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. This is the podcast where we talk about the wild and give our takes. I am Dev. With me, as always, is my devastatingly attractive co-host, Zooch. Zooch, how the hell are you, buddy? You know, we're doing pretty good right now. Um, Things are a little quiet with the wild, so we got a fun guest on this week to kind of talk about some content with the wild. So, you know... (laughs) It is. Uh, it is what it is. It's been at least the weather's been nice, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's been uh, just cripplingly hot down here in North Carolina. I uh, I spent the beginning of the month in Las Vegas, and then I was in Ohio, and I have just now finished my first like full week of July in my uh, home of North Carolina, and in all three of those places the uh the temperature was like 95 plus so yeah. i i'm i'm dying of heat uh vegas was like 105 and we were joking yeah. i felt i felt so bad for my wife because like my family so she came out it was like my family we did like a fourth of july and it was my parents anniversary and um my poor wife was dying of heat just it was so hot and like our family just kind of agreed, like we didn't say anything. It wasn't a plan, but we just like, we're like, I oh, was not going to mention that it's like unbearably hot out. And my wife is like looking around like, are you guys crazy? Is nobody going to talk about how it's hotter than the devil's butthole right now? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, I'm trying to break out of the typical Minnesota nature of uh, just complaining about the weather, no matter what season it is in the summer. Yeah hot in the spring it's too rainy and everything's mushy when you're walking around in the fall there's you can't golf because there's too much leaves on the ground you can't (laughs) in the winter it's too damn cold and too much snow so i maintain and i have gotten some heat for this in the past but i think spring is the worst season Mm. it's not warm enough to do anything fun it's not warm enough to do anything fun. It's not cold enough to do anything fun. And you're still stuck with just like wetness all the time. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Spring. I will say spring in the Seattle and like Oregon, Washington area. Oh my God. And, uh, I was going to say with how like the Pacific, day. the Pacific Northwest is like a 98% relative humidity in like the winter time. I can't even imagine yeah. how wet it is just. Dude, it rained. Like I've I've probably mentioned before, I worked out there for a summer and a half. Yeah. And it's just brutal in the springtime. It just rains non-fucking-stop all the time. Yeah, hard, hard pass. Yeah, no, Um, it's not fun. Listen, Zooch and I understand that you're not here to listen to us bitch about the weather. You're here (laughs) to listen to us bitch about the wild. Um, 
And we have had a couple of episodes since, but just because of just timing and real life things, we haven't actually had a chance to talk on the podcast about the Kevin Fiala and Cam Talbot trades. So let's start with the Fiala trade. Just go in, uh, I guess, you know, sequential order here. Kevin Fiala traded to the Los Angeles Kings for for Brock Faber and uh, Liam Ugrin, who, uh, well, Brock Faber and a first round pick who would become become Liam Ugrin. Uh, is it? I guess I. I don't know. I'm going. I think it's Ogren. I thought it was Ogren too, and then Spoke Z kept saying it was Ugren, so I'm all in my head. Either way, we've got Liam, great name, uh, and great Brock, hockey player, and yeah, great and hockey player. What are your thoughts? Because you know, it's no secret that Wild Twitter is um, loves a good bitch. <laughs> yeah, let's let's call it uh let's call it pleasantly upset with the decision to trade Kevin Fiala and it's almost like everybody's kind of forgetting the fact that Kevin Fiala all but told us that he wasn't coming back. Yeah, I mean, I I just I've said this on the pod before. I never thought Kevin Fiala really I don't want to say liked his time here. I'm sure he loved playing for the Wild, but I, it just never seemed like he was going to be here long term. It yeah. just, I never got it in my gut. I, I know I wanted to extend him. We all did. But if the guy's not going to be here long term and it's going to be very expensive to keep him, we're in cap hell, guys. We got to find players that are cheap, players that are going to be dependable on a, you know, what, two, three year contract here for a little under three mil. I mean, yeah. I, roster's riddled with them right now. So uh, I, Billy G's shown he's got an eye for talent. I, I, I kind of trust in that process. I, I will say Brock Faber watched a lot of him at the University of Minnesota over these last two seasons. He is a very good defenseman. And I really think Wild fans, if they don't already watch the Gophers, I know got about five different Division One hockey schools in the state. Yeah. So a lot of different fans of different teams. But I think our fans are going to come to love Brock Faber. He's He's got, you know, great personality, one. Two, he's a great hockey player. He really can move the puck. He gets mm-hmm. in the he does some nice things, and he plays a very strong defensive game, which we're going to need here in a few years. That was my thing, too. Oh, so riddled like, with, uh, I use the word again. They're riddled with uh, defensive prospects. All of a sudden. It's nuts. Yeah, the, the it's, Wild. It's crazy. The, the Wild have, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it, um, you know, coming up here. But the, the Wild are going to have uh, somewhere between six and eight prospects at the World Juniors. And that doesn't even count the two Russian kids. And most of them are defensemen. <laughs> All six of them are defensemen. Yeah. yeah. The only and like granted, like Spotchak is a maybe, uh, just because it's it's just unsure if um if the if his country is coming. But you know, it's just crazy to think about. Like the the and yeah, I don't know. It, it, it listen, the wild prospect system, especially for for on the blue line very very good um the funniest thing to me like we you and i agree and i don't think it's you know i obviously like it sucks when like your favorite player gets traded and there's a lot of people where kevin fiala was their favorite player i totally get that he's an electric player i absolutely totally get that personality wise la makes a ton of sense for him you know gives him like the bright lights and everything I totally get it. I think that's a great fit. I think LA is going to be a really, really good team. Um, 
And, you know, he signs a big deal. I think he's the third highest paid player behind Dowdy and Kopitar. Um, I'm just going off the cuff on that, so I might be wrong, but I think that's the case. There was no chance in hell that we could afford what he was asking for. I mean, you know. Or get, we, the, get the term either. I don't, we, we, we weren't getting seven years of Kevin Fiala. Nah, no, he wasn't, he wasn't going to do seven years here. I, that I mean, like, listen, like we 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 were talking about two. Like, I saw Wild fans, and I was, pr- I, you know, I hand up. I was probably just as guilty of it. Where Wild fans were like, well, you know, maybe if he signs like a six by six or or a three by six, and you know, he just gets we give him six mil till like we get out of cap hell, and then you know we kind of promise to pay him on the back end of of that, then like he'll stick around. And like, you know what? Maybe sounds but, great on paper. Yeah, it sounds great on paper, but like, you know a lot of things can change in three years. So I, right. I understand why Kevin Fiala wouldn't want to do that and would rather sign there. Here's the thing about Brock Faber. Uh, he is, he is uh, like, I've seen him compared to Jonas Burdeen. I started calling him Jumbo Burdeen and then I looked it up and he's actually an inch shorter than Burdeen. Uh, yeah, he he just, does look like he'd be a lot bigger. And on the ice, he looks like he's a lot he, bigger. He looks bigger on ice, but like on paper, he's an inch shorter, but like 20 pounds bigger, I guess. So like, yeah, I guess, I guess that's the jumbo part of it. But like, he looks taller than Brodine. I didn't realize that Brodine was like 6'2", according to the paper, but yeah. I I don't believe that at all because I've seen Jonas Brodine on the ice and there's just no chance that he's as tall as I am. Anyway. Um, Humble break. Yeah, no, listen, I'm, I'm, I always tell people I'm 6'2", 6'3", on a good day, and uh, I'm definitely bigger than Jonas Brodeen. And, <laughs> you know, if, if listen, it, regardless, beside the point, Brock Faber says that he modeled his game after Jonas Brodeen. He says, uh, or his, like, general, like, a lot of, uh, like, Scott Wheeler at The Athletics said that he kind of reminds him in like a similar style of the way that Jonas Burdine plays. And then he winds up in the exact same system that developed Jonas Burdine. And people are like, yeah, this guy's going to be a bust because he only scored three goals in two years. Oh my yeah. God. I saw some of that. <laughs> and like, listen, uh, slick Jimmy or slim Jimmy. He's not exactly like a goal scoring fiend. And uh, although last year, or an he, offensive la- Yeah. He's not really an offensive player, but Holy shit. Is he an, excellent defensive player yeah and if that's what we're getting out of brock faber great that's terrific i don't understand why that's a bad thing for some people yeah i mean i even mentioned on here the pipe dream getting the number two pick it just wasn't gonna happen i'm I'm just as guilty of that like it sucks i know we wanted a higher pick but we still landed on a very very good prospect in liam we got we got With, with picks 19 and 24, we got two players that were both considered to be top 10 talents yes. that fell for various different reasons. Uh, Yurov, Yurov, because, you know, Russian and getting, you know, as Spoke Z talked about in our last episode, getting absolutely hosed with ice time uh, last year. And then uh, Ogren, just because shit happens. He plays on a stacked team. Plays that on an unbelievable other team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was the, the third guy drafted pick. on his oh, team, and, and he right. was the 19th pick in the draft. It's unbelievable. You know, so, yeah. I mean, sure, would have loved to keep a player like Fiala, but I mentioned this to Dev pre-show. The Wild are very quiet right now. I know Dev doesn't believe the same way I do in this, but they're, they're quiet. I think Billy G's behind the scenes doing something. I don't know what it is, 
I know there's some players floating on the trade block. Maybe the Wild are a mystery team. I mean, hey, maybe they're uh, maybe they're in the running for the unicorn as Dom from the Athletic. <laughs> Matt, Chuck. I mean, maybe. Listen, I'll no, never say not never. happening. I just, I just <laughs> that, no, that that is not happening. <laughs> it would be so funny. If I mean, all, all of a sudden, Dumba's moved and another contract move, and we're trading for like a very good twenty-four-year-old player to pair with Brooke Kaprizov. Yeah, be yeah. Sure. Chuck on the opposite wing of Kaprizov would be interesting. I just don't know who would center for them. Yeah, well, that's the golden million-dollar question, man. <laughs> we, we don't have yeah. a lot of team. Um, the other trade that we got to talk to, and this will be very, very quick, uh, Cam Talbot, tra- Cam Talbot traded for Philip Gustafson, Gustafson, uh, straight up one for one hockey trade. Uh, Gustafson is, uh, 10 years younger than, than yeah, Talbot. He's 24. And, I got 37 career games and people are calling him a bust as well. So he's and, a, he's a perfectly oh. fine. He's a perfectly fine goaltender from the five Ottawa senators games I've watched where he was playing. And, Ooh. uh, Spoiler alert! He 37 was thirty-seven games. Yeah, he's played thirty-seven games. Uh, Jeff Merrick, half of them I think, good, half of them bad. That's Jeff, Jeff Merrick has a great thing uh, on the Thirty-two Thoughts podcast where he was talking about he doesn't actually judge a goaltender until he's got a hundred games, and I think that's yeah, I think that's a great baseline because I mean realistically, that's, for most goalies, it's because you know it's usually you're you're not going fifty-fifty on splits as a young goalie. That's three years of three years of like consistent backup time. Yeah. And I think, yeah, 100 games is a great benchmark there. Uh, we are not even close to that point with uh, with Gustafson. And in the, let's call it five games that I've watched him play, um, one, he plays for the Ottawa Senators. I feel like that's a very important thing to note. And not, not the new the Ottawa, Ottawa Senators. Not, the, not the brand new Ottawa Senators. We're talking to the Ottawa Senators that, like, Eugene Melnick was burning into the ground with the possibility. Like, they could have gotten the first. They, they were approaching Edmonton Oilers from, like, 2012 to 2015 territory, where, like, they yeah. could have conceivably gotten the first pick, like, four out of five years. They were really, yeah. really bad. Yeah. And he seems... And he was fine i, don't I, know. I mean he didn't I, blow I, me away but he was fine he's cheaper he's young he has a chance to grow into his skin and he's going to learn behind one of the best goalies of all time to ever do it and he's swedish so that you know i'm assuming just for wallstead ties exactly billy billy g hates 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 uh trading for a guy and then only having him for one year so i i am assuming that we will extend him on like some sort of a bridge deal or something um where you know well i would guess and this is pure spitballing because it's july of 2022 and this will not happen until sometime in 2023 but he'll be an rfa next year i would assume that we'll probably sign him to a let's call it a three-year deal yeah. uh it's like a low um, uh, a low number and it fills out one last year of of uh we'll call it the flower and gustafson uh combo there and then flower will presumably retire because he'll be 40 at that point and then we have a one, two, one, a one B or whatever you want to call it of Gustafsson and Wallstead. And we just have Swedish goalie domination as soon as the Parisi suitor buyouts end. Yes, folks, let me tell you that is going to be fucking electric. I mean, I don't really understand people thinking we were going to get another player or a pick to deal with Cam Talbot. It, it He's a he's a he's a good goalie. Yes, he had a hot streak last year. People tend to remember recency bias, which is great for goalies. 
Yes, he was very inconsistent throughout most of the season. Besides the final sixteen games, he was okay. So Cam Talbot in the 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 twenty twenty shortened season, excellent. Yes, absolutely, just tremendous. Or I guess the twenty twenty one shortened season, he was he was yeah, the first year we had him, right? Appreciate yeah, that, whatever that first year was, which I think was the twenty twenty off season. So the twenty was great, the twenty one, the yeah, the sixty games or whatever, he was tremendous, and then. Uh, last year he had like three really good games to start and then he fell off a cliff and he was not great until like the trade deadline. And then he was very, very, very good after the trade deadline. And and win with Andre Fleury. I don't know why we're upset with having a future hall of famer play for the wild. I saw some ridiculous tweet. I'm not even going to mention the account because it was so, if you actually believe this, I don't know. If this is the tweet that I'm thinking of. I'll mention it because I'm ready. I'll throw. I'll throw hands. Let's go. Uh, the one where he said they called. First of all, they said Billy G is a moron because. Yeah. And then they doubled up with going rolling with a guy who hasn't been good since 2015. <laughs> he won a Vesna. He won a fucking forgetting. Vesna ten like years three ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Oh my god. Unbelievable. I, I just don't get it. How stupid can people be? I, I just, wow. I saw that and I just, I had to close my app, delete Twitter for a few days. Like, this is ridiculous. You can't be serious. Yeah. I'm, I I hate rolling with a future Hall of Famer that literally stole a playoff series from the Minnesota Wild it, within the last two seasons. I just... Andre Fleury doesn't. If Robin Leonard starts for Vegas in that seven game series with the Wild, the, the wild, wild win five or six. So, and yeah. it's just honest to God, it's true. 100%. And the Wild that year, they probably lose to the Avalanche that year. Probably. I mean, probably. The playoffs are weird. They definitely kick the shit out of Montreal. So yeah. the Wild find a way to make it past Colorado. All yeah. of a sudden, the Wilder in the Stanley Cup final, which was all because of Mark Andre Fleury. Oh. Yeah, that's not the point. That's not the, the point. point. Is Mark Andre Fleury is fine. He played fifty something games last year and wasn't sure. Did he have his best season? No, but he no. also for the absolute dog shit team in Chicago. I mean, they're the, the team that is openly like openly tanking for Connor Bedard. Connor yeah. Bedard. Wait, wait, is it Connor Bedard? Bedard, yeah. Something I call him Connor. Because Connor McDavid, he's the next McDavid. I no, yeah, so- you got it right. Okay. No, I no, know his uh, name. I know his name well because I remember editing the blog where uh, our our good pal Jenner, Kid Jen, called him the uh, the next sex symbol of uh, the yeah. NHL or something like that. And we got a little bit of flack because you know he's yeah, sixteen. Well, he shouldn't be calling sixteen year olds sex icons. Yeah, I guess not. He is going to be a great hockey player, though. He's going to be really, really good. Him and him and the top like. That the top three kids in next year in the twenty three draft, Mitchkoff and and Bedard and that other the other kid from Chechia, other fucker. <laughs> yeah, I cannot remember his name. They're going to be electric. Hear me out. Hear me out. Calgary opens up their tank season. They get the number one overall pick, and for years to come, we have Connor Bedard versus Connor McDavid in the Battle of Alberta. I'd I'd be into that. I'd be super into that. It'd be very, very nice. But something tells me that Chicago's probably going to get it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about NHL that. NHL loves Chicago. They do love Chicago. Original 16 makes a ton of money. I get it. 
Um, Rangers too, but the Rangers aren't openly tanking. So the Rangers are going to be really good next year. <laughs> yeah, they'll be very, very good. <laughs> Here, here's the thing about the the Connor versus Connor thing is that implies that McDavid only who only has a year or two left on his deal that implies that he's going to be there. Uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot he's coming to the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Everybody famously, famously coming to the famously. Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Um. We're also going to get to Chuck and we're going to get Kadri and we're going to have Kaprizov too. So it's just mm-hmm. absolute dream team here in a few years. Marty Brodeur is actually going to come out of retirement and, and uh, be yeah. our, our backup goalie. <laughs> this is what people think. Like we're, <laughs> we're in cap hell. This is, I see people mad that we're not making a bunch of moves. I'm like what do you think? The wild have like four something in cap yeah. space. <laughs> we seriously can't do a damn. And we have to, we still have to designate, at least two and a half of that to like rookie deals, you know, Rossi almost certainly Rossi and probably Addison. Um, so then we go into the season with a one and a half to two and a half somewhere. I think it's, I think someone said it's going to be roughly the rookie deal might be a little lower than we think. So I think I I read somewhere it's roughly going to be like 3.1 to 2.8 mil. That we have to play around with. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because each Which one is, is going to be about 850. Each of the rookie yeah. deals is about 850. Yeah. We got 4.6 right now, I think. So something like that. The, the yeah, it would be right fine. around 2.93 mil. So yeah. we're going to find a Ryan Hartman esque player, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think I would guess that we'll sign a, do a, that, a grinder but, at, yeah, like one and a half. And then we'll have one and a half to two mil to. Play, like to deal with in-season moves, deadline yep. cap, blah blah blah. Well, the yeah, problem, I think you're right. The, here's a bummer. This is you know, long long time uh, followers of of my Twitter account and just like general awareness of of me as well as pretty much anybody that was alive and uh, a, a diehard Wild fan in 2014, the year of our Lord. Uh, we'll see that uh, our 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 good pal and beloved Nino Niederreiter uh, signed with the Nashville Predators for two years at four million a year. <sighs> Damn it, that stinks. That's, that's a feels great like that's deal. a slight overpay. I don't. Know. Oh, I disagree. His he he was really productive in Carolina at like six whatever, like five point six. I think is what it was. Was he getting paid that in Carolina? It was whatever deal that we had him on. He was he was just shy of six. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just underrate or overrate him for some reason. Now that I had seen him play in a wild swear. I don't I was pretty high on Niederreiter, but I feel like a lot of that is that game seven goal. The game but, seven goal is very, very big. Um his uh yeah. his expected salary according to Dom Lucician's model is 5.3 and he was, I think he was making 5.6 last year and the Predators got him for, for four. I don't know, man. He's 44 points, 34 the year before. Oh shit. I actually, I misread that. His salary last year was 5.3. His market value is 7.3. No way. Why? Uh, according to Dom's model, he's good for an extra win per season. Well, Dom's model is drunk as shit. Dom's model is weird because some yeah, of the things I mean, are really, really spot on. And some of them I'm like, I don't get this. Well, okay. So he was very good in 2018, 19. I mean, very good. Mm-hmm. He was almost a point per game and he had 29 and 67 games. Okay. That's yeah. 
less than what he had in literally 36 games the week before. 34 and 56. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. He played 20 more games and only had 10 more points, which seems about right. I mean, 44 is 44 is a solid second yeah. player. Yeah, he's a second line. He's a second line okay. power I guess forward. Fair. I mean, I mean, four mils fine. Yeah, four mils a good deal. I had to, I I had to deep dive a little bit there. I had to go. Yeah. Like I'm not a huge analytic there. guy, and I'm not a huge. I, I like the eye test. You know what I mean? I, I I actually I like the analytics, but there's a couple of guys where the analytics and the eye test just don't match for me. It just seems like he follows up really good seasons with just piss poor ones. Maybe that's no. So I mean, I'm a little bit more. I'm a little bit more tuned in to the Canes here just because I live in North Carolina and right. you know, was one of my favorite players of all time. Um, he, when he was playing on the first line, he was like almost a point of game player. And then when they would bury him on like the third and fourth line, um, that, seems about that right. was when, that was when he would struggle. And I'm guessing that's what I'm seeing with the wild too. I just don't remember enough about those. I'm trying to forget those seasons. Cause I had such high hopes for those teams, but yeah, Feeling with Parisi being injured so much, he probably slotted up and played up. And- That's pretty much what it is. Is like yeah. he was never gonna. He was never. He was never better than Aho. But when he was filling in for Aho, he was definitely making the most of it. Things like that. He gets to play with Groundland. Yeah. Groundland. Oh man, shit! <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So now, yeah, we just need Zucker. It's kind of weird seeing the the wild carousel going on right now. So we got those two over there. Luke Cunning went to San Jose with Nico Sturm and Capo. Capo, yeah, I call him Capo. But uh, yeah, it's just weird the carousel of wild players right now. Where did Eric Hollow land up again? Uh, uh, it was somewhere funny. New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so another weird one. That's another weird one. Hala um, I do miss Hala. I remember, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. <laughs> Um, during the, the wild blue series in 2017, uh, which, you know, we don't need to talk about it, but, uh, when, when Howla got checked into the boards by, I want to say Petrangelo, but I'm not positive, but when he got absolutely blown into the boards and, uh, some guy in a Blackhawks Jersey at the bar in Savannah, Georgia, that I was at cheered. I, I almost fought a guy. I tried to throw a punch and somebody had to hold me back. And that was the, the closest I've ever gotten in my adult life to actually getting into fight. I was and you very, fight for the ones you love. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of the ones we love last, last thing on Nino Nita rider, uh, just a terrific little fun fact, a very nice little fun fact. Um, Nino Nita rider finished his career or finished his time with the North Carolina hurricanes with 69 goals. Nice. Yeah, I only saw about seven thousand different tweets with people quoting and saying "nice." Oh, did that? Nice. That's <laughs> oh my terrific. god! I saw so. the Nashville Predators tweeted "nice." Oh, of course it did. Well, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the kids um, before we get to our special guest this week. The Wild are going to have uh, up to eight players at the World Junior Championships next week. Uh, well, not next week, but in a couple weeks. It's uh, mid-August. Uh, we got Brock Faber, Jack Pert, uh, Carson Lambos, Ryan O'Rourke, Damon Hunt, Jesper Walstead, Liam Ogren, uh, Kevin Spacek, or Spacek. And that's uh, not including 
Uh, Pavel Novak could have also made the lineup, but um, obviously he has cancer and uh, that sucks. And, but it, you know, it, it really stinks to just like see that, you know, get cut short. And also on top of that too, the two Russian kids. So we conceivably, if, if, you know, things hadn't gone poorly in the world and for Pavel Novak, um, which again, we, we hope that uh, he kicks the shit out of cancer's ass and is, uh, is back at it soon. Uh, very, very soon. But you know, once he's good and ready, um, the wild could have had 11 players at the world juniors. That's how good this prospect system is. No, it's, it's not a lot better right now than the Minnesota wild. The, the hurricanes this year lead with uh 10, but a couple of those guys are a couple of their 10 are guys that play like on the roster that are just young. Yeah. None of the guys that are, none of the kids that are playing for the wild uh, have even sniffed the NHL lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, on the Carolina train, former Minnesota wild Brent Burns. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Carolina hurricane. That's kind of a weird one. It's going to be weird seeing him in a Carolina hurricane Jersey. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's going to wear red. It's going to be weird. Yeah. I guess Unless we'll it's be- from the face of an opposing player. I was going to say, we'll see the, uh, the red from, uh, the his uh like two thousand like five six days with the wild the old school the OG red yeah. jersey. Oh yeah, forgot about those. Kind of like those ones. I am not the biggest fan. The only guy yeah, that I thought actually looked here. good in them was Brian Rolston. Yeah, well, I I don't agree with the it's a bit guys and their jersey draft. They I, yeah, we need to talk. About, we need jerseys. to talk about them. The, that the green... that was an awful that the. the they even said, like, we're probably going to get roasted for these. And it's like, yeah, because you picked horrible picks. Uh, yeah, well, that's they're... not true. Although the the most of the picks I didn't have a problem with. But when they were like, yeah, the like original wild away jersey that was like bright red. I was like, oh, that jersey was terrible. Yeah. Like, if you're going to pick if you're going to pick a wild jersey, there's only one correct answer, in my opinion. And it's the the green Minnesota script jersey like that. Yeah, is- that's a good one. That is the cleanest jersey. I yeah, love that's a really that good jersey. one. I say I own a Miko Koivu one. I but, have a, uh, I have a Koivu and uh, no classic Parisi and jersey a- in that draft either. What's that? What are we doing no classic Viking jersey in that one. What are we doing here? Yeah, the like the mid nineties. Like the, 90s, the mid nineties. Yeah, oh my god! Jerseys. Oh my god! Everyone, I know that I, listen, they were so good. I know that you're the same age as them. Yeah, but fucking hell. Those are those are some young guy. Picks. Those are great jerseys. Uh, the baby blue. I think one of them had the baby blue twins jerseys. I yeah, the, the powder blue. They the powder blue. Those are nice. Those great. are great. Really, really nice. Um, I don't know about the. They didn't pick the best Timberwolves jersey they either. No, they didn't. The Christmas trees, the black, all black with the Christmas trees. Oh. That's hands down, the best Timberwolves jersey. I, I, that jersey draft. Yeah, I mean, it was. We love our guys at the, the our brother podcast over there, but Christ, <laughs> that's that's been a few bad drafts in a row. Yeah, it's it's, it's tough sledding for sure. Um, we're gonna take the TV a- show one. <laughs> one also very questionable. That was tough. Jack you, uh, had a very bad draft. If you uh, if you haven't if you haven't uh, listened to it, go check out. It's a bit over on the Ten Thousand Takes uh, Network. There, it's a choice, man. Uh, there's some there's some there's some questionable picks for sure. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And then after the break, we're going to have our very special guest from this week. Uh, so definitely stick around. 
Wild Takes is sponsored by Vivid Seats. Folks, if you're buying your tickets anywhere else besides Vivid Seats, you are messing up. Straight up, you're overpaying. Literally this morning, I looked up Bruce Springsteen tickets on other sites because I was trying to surprise my wife who loves Bruce Springsteen. And seeing the boss would have cost me $485 per ticket plus fees on another site. On Vivid Seats, the exact same tickets only cost $220. It literally, like they're half off. That's unbelievable. My wife and I are also surprising a friend with uh, some Coheed and Cambria tickets uh, so we can party like it's 2008 again. Through another website, Those exa- the tickets are $35 on Vivid Seats. The exact same tickets are $7. So if you love going to concerts, comedy shows, or live sports, use promo code 10KTAKES for 10% off and save even more money than you would have just going rogue. That doesn't include the fact that Vivid Seats will give you a credit after every 10 purchases for the average ticket price you spend. So yeah, the tickets are cheaper and every 11th show or game or whatever that you go to is on them. Why would you buy tickets anywhere else? Choose Vivid Seats and use promo code 10KTAKES for 10% off to help out our sponsor. We now welcome on a very special guest. Welcome back a very special guest, an incredibly handsome man and an absolute beauty, Minnesota Wild e-bug Connor Beaupre. Bopes, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm great. Repeat offender. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. <laughs> so glad to have you. It's great to have you here with Zooch this time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Man, two absolute beauties sharing the podcast space. Holy shit. I, I know it's I gotta an audio. Say, I got to say, uh, on Tuesday, I skated with uh, just like this random group that needed an extra goalie over at Tria. And like the I skated with them last week, uh, you know, before uh development camp just to kind of shake some rust off because i don't skate play much goalie in the summer mm-hmm. and uh and just like a bunch of guys that i didn't know were coming just mutual friends of connections were coming and uh this week in walks in my old college roommate and i haven't probably seen him in two three years yeah and uh and he goes man there he is the local legends here you on podcasts all the time here you <laughs> you know want takes all this i was like no way of course like that's awesome and, then, uh, and that was right after i was like dude i'm going back on this week so Say, well, shout out that oh, yeah. guy. What's uh, yeah, what's his name? Danny Danny Dolan, the legend. Shout out Danny Dolan. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he came out and played after a, a two thirty happy hour start. So he oh he battled yeah. it on the ice, but uh, I think <laughs> a couple points out there. So Danny Dolan is a terrific name, and he's, he showing, is, up after, yeah. he's yeah. showing up after half after two thirty happy hour for what like a seven o'clock puck drop. Yeah. Oh no, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. God oh. bless this man. That's a and battle for, right there. And he stayed for post game beers. So. God bless this absolute exactly. legend. That is a legend. day. Danny Dolls is a legend. <laughs> oh, man. Superstar. Love that. <laughs> actually, hey, since you brought it up, um, we actually had a, a, a question. Our first question for you, uh, will you be our goalie uh, when we when we do the uh, the hockey tournament? Um, the Minnesota the 10K, Cup. The, 10K the, team? the Minnesota Cup. The 10K yeah. team, yeah. Yeah, I'm down. When is it? Hell yeah. I, gotta make uh, sure I, I believe. Hey, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's – January, I think. Okay, yeah, I'm for in. the the, uh, the Minnesotan Cup, right? Is it is yeah, it a bunch Minnesotan of games Cup. or is it just like a day of games or? Like it's day. yeah, it, it's it's a day of games. I mean, it's a whole thing. It, it, I mean, last year there, dude, the guys in this tournament. I showed up thinking like it's just gonna be a bunch of has beens. Shout out, ten k. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I, I thought it was gonna be a bunch of has beens, and no, these guys were fucking good, man. They they the one team had like six Bemidji State kids that played. I That's think. the one where Carts showed up and started yeah. torching dudes, right? Yep, Carts was there. Uh, the I'm pretty sure 
Oatley. Yeah, yeah Kurtz is still there. nasty. He's still good. Yeah, dude. So no, here's it, the thing. It's so, competitive. That's why uh, I'm sure Jack reached out and he was like, "Yeah, if you could get you could get Connor to play goalie." Yeah, if it's if it's not on a wild day, I mean that's the that's the kicker that's the or big a, thing. a high school yeah. day. But as long as it right. works out, I'll do it for sure. Sweet. Yeah, we'll have to check the schedule. Yeah, I would say last year our goalie was the e-bug to the e-bug. Yes, journalist Um, Jake. Journalist Jake. And, um, (laughs) you know, he got lit up and, you know, that happens. He held his own for a game and a half. Yeah. And then the third one came and it was... uh, Just out of juice? Well, we played the the Forest Lake team from about three years ago or maybe two <laughs> they, they, none of them could drink yet so that was our whole thing it's like hey yeah see that might be cheating like, i don't yeah. know if that's possible that's what I'm saying. yeah okay that's what I'm saying. i didn't know that there was kids that keep them in root beer league until not only couldn't drink but like wouldn't drink well that's that was the whole thing when we were getting our asses whooped we we're like all right if you can't uh, have an adult beverage i think you have to forfeit the game <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly Got a little chippy with them for sure. Zooch, is it true? You were telling me, uh, you were telling me before that if uh, if Bopes agreed to be the goalie, that uh, Karts would agree to be a winger. That's what he said. Oh, said, I'll talk to him about that. I see him playing. Yeah, so that's that's uh, that's that's it. what I heard. That that's the allegedly. That's the yeah, word. allegedly. We don't want to put words. No, it's a bit. Yeah, yeah you got to find yeah. some receipts on that one. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's the, that's what the it's a bit boys were saying. It's off. <laughs> when I told them we were having you on, they're like, "Well, you got to ask them." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm in." As long as it works out with the schedule, I'm in. So. Right. Perfect. Well, yeah, we good. won a game last year in it, so and that was with yeah. yeah. There we go. Went one and one, sure. and then uh, and then we don't need to talk about the third game. Yeah, we played the Forest Lake guys. Yeah, you were one, one, and one. One win, one loss, and then one forfeit one, to the team uh, that can't drink. Yeah. So, right, uh, no contest because yeah, you, it doesn't count. Doesn't <laughs> it was count. Funny. It, was the guy, it was the guys my brother played against when he was at White Bear Lake. He, <laughs> so he knew right away. He's like, oh, oh these guys, yeah. man. He's like, yeah, these guys are gonna probably whoop your ass. But <laughs> remember, I beat them far, twice. Man. I beat them twice when it mattered. I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly, but not in the not in the adult not league. in this beer league. Uh, not in the Minnesota Cup. No, but it, at, at the section, okay, revenge playoffs. is coming. Revenge is coming. I hope they come back. So, oh yeah, me I too. too. I hope it's the exact same team too. Their jerseys were pretty sweet, though. I will say. Oh no, they all had matching they jerseys. We're just like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, when the other team shows up to a beer league tourney and they're all in, like matching, right? Jerseys, right. You just we all had you're... like different white jerseys on, and these guys came in with like camo gray. <laughs> Yeah, like you see jerseys, that off matching breezers. Like, they showed up in a fucking bus, and you're like, "Oh, we're about to get cooked." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it was like, honestly. Oh man! So I gotta ask, folks, what was uh, what was Dev Camp like? Because it looked like a blast. I know you were only there for the end of it, but it, it looked yeah. like you were having the time of your life. I know. <laughs> I, listen, I don't want to. We can talk about it if you want to. The 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 highlight reel goal where you got oh god, it was so nice. It wasn't yeah. There was <laughs> nothing that you could have done about it, but uh, it's I don't want to I don't want to rub salt in the wound if it's still no. Finished. I think I I think I said it in the tweet to us. Like sometimes you see a guy like make a great move and you go, he just deserves to score. Like I just want to let him <laughs> score. And it, by no means am I saying I let him score because he absolutely sniped me. But like. Looking back on that play, I was like, after he walked the first guy and then just dove between all three guys, moved to the middle and took a great shot. I was like, yeah, he earned that one for sure. So sometimes <laughs> you just go hats off. It's just a great shot, which happens yeah. a lot out there. So, um, no, it was good. They uh, they had me come to the 
just the three on three at the end. So I didn't skate in any of the things. Thank God. Cause apparently it was a grinder. I was talking to a couple of the guys before I was talking to Hunter Jones a little bit. He's like, yeah, we kind of got bagged this week. Um, all the teams got bagged. No, everybody, like even the players and stuff like they were oh, like, yeah, we, we've been gassed all week. Um, <laughs> cause I know, uh, Matt Hendricks and that whole, that whole development crew, just, they, they work just as hard as the players do all the time. Like, you know, guys say it all the time. Like Darby can still play. Hen can still play. Like all those guys. Can I heard still, Dino can still play. I, I would not want to go into a corner with that guy. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess they got not, not unfairly grinded on, but that's part of it. You know, you learn to you do the work and you get in the weight room and all that stuff. And you say, okay, you know, if you're a kid who's just been in college or you're undrafted or you're, you know, you just get drafted, you learn, okay, Hey, here's what we do at the next level. And here's where you got to get to. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be tomorrow that you have to be at this level, but you're going to get a taste of what it's going to be like if you, eventually want to play at this level so it's uh it i think it's it's definitely not unfairly grinded but they were exhausted by the end of the week and and i think every one of them everyone that goes like thank god we got another guy because doing three on three that intense for those quicker reps like that it just like your hips are burning because it's just you make a save and you make another save and if it leaves the zone it could be right back in in half a second whereas Mm -hmm. you know in full ice three on three that kind of thing you get a little bit more time so yeah so i only watched i only watched part of that three on three we were actually recording our last episode during that three on three Mm -hmm. tournament um so i only watched part of it it looked like maybe i'm wrong here but was the the crease like on one of the circles and they were just like playing like side yeah, to side so we were, instead of up and we down were in half so in the end zone so yeah. they could have two games at one time Damn. um so just small area like that's just constant shots it's three minutes of just it's your the puck's always in play like yeah they can shoot from the other end and have a good opportunity like that's pretty that's much a, yeah. blue line in so um so yeah so right in there so then the other worst part about that too is there's no crease for you to work with as a goalie so you like can get so lost moving out to like get more aggressive on a shot or make a play or you know whatever so for me as a smaller goal you just cannot get away with playing deep in the net but that's the only way you can stay in the right position so i was joking with with jones and wallstead about a little bit i was like dude i just get lost out there yeah. and i'm just free roaming like i feel like uh Kakinen when he came out to get that puck and he had yeah. to make the oh, same yeah. at the top of the circle <laughs> that was that's the iconic what I like screen grab yeah. i was like i have no idea where i am i'm just gonna try I like and, like, the, yeah you're just going full stay lock at it yeah exactly so I didn't get to handle the puck as much though as I wanted to because I I don't know if I talked about it in the last last time I was on but we played three on three like that in a practice and it was me and Staylock and and it was like that I always look back on like the dumbest mistake I've ever made in a practice was I got the puck and I went and I shot it down at the other net into Staylock's glove and just the yeah. look he had in his eyes he was just like oh it's on now because you know <laughs> he, you know he can score from there and he ripped one. Yeah so hard up off the glass behind me. I like, like actually tried to make a save like shoulder save. Cause I couldn't get my glove to it and it hit the glass behind me. Thankfully, otherwise he might've gone bar down. So was this when you're also <laughs> going halvesies or full 200 foot? Yeah. Halvesies. Yeah. It might've been 200 <laughs> foot too. I wouldn't have been surprised by that either. So, oh, that's but yeah, awesome. it's, it, it's fun like that. It was, it was definitely tiring, but um, I think the goalies appreciated having one more guy in the rotation and, yeah. and it was, it, it was fun. I mean, they're all good dudes, you know, whether they're, you know, in juniors or in college or, you know, guy like Jones, he's playing the AHL for a little bit now. So, so yeah, I, mean, I so was at, what was Jonesy's the lineup? It was, one. it was you, Jonesy, Wallstead, McIntyre. Uh, no. So McIntyre wasn't out there. He's aged out. So all these guys, okay. so then they had three invite goalies. So two kids from, uh, from college, one kid at, uh, 
Mercyhurst, maybe, and then uh, another kid at God. There were two kids from Coast teams. Hobie Headquist was one of them because I know he's a Minnesota guy. It's a great and name, he, and I can't remember where, what school he's at. Maybe UMass or something like that. And then they had a kid from Seattle Thunderbirds who's a okay, who's a good guy. Yeah, too, so, so a kid, couple kids playing in the Coast. Yeah, just, just, just no. They were invite guys from college and uh, and and the dub. So so they're just. I think they just kind of fill spots when you have. Um, guys who are older, I mean, they're not going to put in, I say this and as uh, this is exactly what I just did, but they're not going to put like a 27, 28 year old goalie in, in <laughs> right. development camp. So unless it doesn't matter like me, so yeah, um, I could use all the development I can get. Let me tell you. So, Hey man, you're my favorite goalie. <laughs> What's so, I okay. I, uh, I saw the, the team picture and it looked like, were you wearing, are those your pads in the picture? No, they they're, look, or they're, they're my dad's. No, so they're my dad's from the outdoor game. So would like to take credit for doing the retro pads first. Yeah, he wore them for that outdoor game, and I've just been wearing them ever since. They're so beat up, and I lobby like every time with you know Chris O'Hearn, and the assistant GM, or with Tony DeCosta, or you know, or Andrew Hyde or Whitey. You know, as as a lot of people know him as, you know, hey, mm-hmm. get me on the budget for new gear. Like I need it. Like my stuff's getting destroyed out here, especially this year. A lot of pucks and and practice and stuff like that, working with guys as they come back. So. Like, give me some new gear. I need it. And now I'm so torn because I was in the locker room one one morning and I ended up in flurry stall because everybody was leaving to go to Nashville and I was going to skate with some guys staying back who were hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came in, he turned the corner, he was eating something. And he went right in and he like reached right over my head and goes, oh, shit, sorry. Like, didn't see you there. I just saw the the brown gear and just figured it was mine and that nobody <laughs> would be in my stall. Right now. And so that's and that was the first time I had met him because he had been on the team for like a week and a half, but I would say, yeah, if it was the Nashville trip, it wasn't very long. So it was like, uh, so, and it's like the classic thing where I, if I'm there, he's not, or, you know, cam's not usually mm-hmm. you don't see the other goalies there just cause I'm filling in for him. So right. that was the first time I had met him in like a week, but awesome guy, like chatted right away and, and, uh, super nice. So, um, so yeah, that was my first run in with flower then. So it's pretty cool. Oh man. I'm, like super jealous i've told the story in the podcast before but like you know i was i was too old by the time that we actually moved to minnesota i was too old and, and not not talented enough to uh, make up for my inability to skate uh to play <laughs> organized hockey so i was just I, if i was you know if we're playing pond I'll, whatever i can skate a little bit not well i'm a horrible skater <laughs> and uh, i can like stand up but with lacrosse i was a goalie and i picked 29 because of mark yeah. andre flurry mm-hmm. yeah he's a legend for sure i mean People say it all the time. It's like he just nothing replaces having a future Hall of Famer on your team. I mean, whether it's and and he's like the best guy of all time, like the nicest guy. So I mean, it's a double whammy. I know that I I I know that um, it's not exactly you know you're not like in the room every day and you know you're Mm -hmm. I know that that's not exactly how your your whole thing works. But like whenever you were around, like did it feel different like before and after Flower got there? Um, I don't know so much. I guess I, I think I, I do know. realize it's, it's this is maybe an unfair question. I'm not, I'm not in there probably enough to really tell, but I think you can tell from what a lot of other guys say in interviews and, and, you know, kind of how they act is just the respect towards, you know, how great of a player and a person he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, that leadership value is always there. It's just when you bring in a guy like that, that has the experience that's won cups that has such a legendary career and is just a legendary, you know, prankster locker room guy too. Um, I think it lightens everybody's spirits a little bit. So. 
Yeah, I think they talked about that a little bit earlier in the show about just like some fans are mad about losing Talbot and he's a great dude too. But I mean, we got a future hall of famer playing on the wild locker room guy. I mean, you can't really be mad about the goaltender situation right now. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, even going into the season to have those two, like, Hey, that's a great tandem to have. I mean, yeah. yeah, Okay. Maybe they're a little bit older, but you're not looking at like needing a guy to play 60 games anymore. It's, you know, you know, 41 40 and, yeah, 40. And, and whatever those pieces are, you know, yeah. those scrap games, but I was not opposed to that. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens now. I mean, I, I, I think Talbot's going to do great in Ottawa. I think he's going to play too. Well. I, think I mean, he, I he's, think set, Ottawa's he's be set up well. That team's good. Ottawa's going to yeah. be sneaky good this year. Very good. Yeah. I mean, they got all the young talent too. Me and Dev are very familiar with Josh. Norris. Josh Norris, baby. Yeah. I remember drafting him and you were, you were like, wait, what? And I was like, <laughs> Just trust me on this one. That's the guy. Yeah. I came yeah, we, I, I came around real quick. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> Bob, speaking of young dudes, obviously you got a chance. I assume that when you're, you know, you were only there for like a day or a day and a half uh, of dev mm-hmm. camp. Uh, so just I'm guessing that, you probably that three on three, but. Okay. So you probably didn't get a ton of time to like go and like shoot the shit with everybody. But like, uh, who are the guys that like from a, like a podcast perspective, you know, not just like, cause we can all, we can all see what a guy's, you know, how sick a dude is on the ice, but who are the guys that yeah. are going to be like the, the locker room, like absolute beauties. We've heard about Beckman. Uh, we've heard about Jones. Um, who are some of the guys that, that you got to talk to that you're like, okay, we better watch out for this guy. Cause he's going to be an absolute beauty. <laughs> yeah. Jones. Yeah. Jonesy for sure. And I was, in training camp his first year that he signed was with Iowa. So he was there too. And I remember he was, he was a little shy. He was kind of figuring it out, whatever. And now the last couple of years that he's been playing, I mean, he's like full of confidence, you know, super funny guy, super relaxed, he's got, mellow. Yeah. Like, he's got and, like and, an all time Twitter handle, the shut yeah. out Jones. Yeah. And yeah, he's just a, he's just an all around good dude. Like he's, he had, it's weird. He was, he's a, it's not like he was like reserved or anything like that, but he's got like this, like really like this confidence that like, he doesn't need to be stand out, like do all these things. He just goes out on the ice and lets it flow and has his conversations and, and all that stuff too. Um, so he's a, he's a fantastic guy and was and him and I were joking around. So we were doing just like a six man rotation of the goalies. And, and so there'd be one guy in one guy resting in the middle, one guy in the other end, He's playing a guy, another guy in the middle that's resting, and then another guy. So in this rotation, I was playing against the kid who was playing in Seattle, I think, before. And then behind me was was Jonesy. So I would have to play my second half game. So you'd play a three-minute game. You'd rotate. I'd go into the other side and play. And then I'd have to play against Jones coming back. I'm like, this is this is probably the worst matchup. Like the most veteran guy here. Like Andy's huge. Andy's good. Mm-hmm. And now I'm exhausted from the first game and he's fresh off his rest. So he should be pummeling me every time. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a great guy for sure. Um, Bex, like you said, I, he's, he's hilarious, but he, uh, he to me in that room was definitely felt like a big leader. I know him and Marco were kind of the big two, but Bex. Yeah. Really they were like the captains. Yeah. So he was like one of the first guys to come over and introduce himself, you know, say, Hey, how's it going? I think we skated together a few times before remembers that stuff. And, and, uh, it's it's funny. I I kind of tiered the group into you know kind of three or four different tiers of guys. You know, you got your top group that are like, wow, these guys should be pretty close to playing. And that's like Rossi and Beckman, and you know even even Faber's kind of right in that group. I've really Ooh. loved O'Rourke out there. Lambos was really good. Um, just a handful of guys that you're kind of like, yeah, these guys are 
you know, have legit talent and look like they really control the play. Um, and mm-hmm. then there's kind of a second tier of guys that was like, um, I really liked, well, Ogren, of course, like, I mean, they signed him, so they see a lot of it in him. I was going to um, say, he was only, uh, he, they drafted him and he was there like three days later, right? Yeah, which is crazy that some of these guys. He's got a ridiculous shot from what I hear too. Yeah, and he he's a really good puck controller. Like he doesn't, he's, I've heard a couple of people describe it this way. He's kind of sticky in the corners where the puck just always ends up on a stick. Like it's always a tab, you know, he can go into the corner and he always comes out with it. Like he doesn't really make any big turnovers or mistakes like that, handles it well and always keeps possession of it. So he's good. There's that group. And then there's kind of like a bottom group, which is mostly a lot of the invite kids. But um, there were a couple guys even in that group that seemed like, wow, they have some potential here. You know, the Minnesota guys that were out there that they invited were, were solid too. Um, but I, I mean, like that whole group is so talented. And I was listening to Russo and uh, LaPanta's podcast and they said it the best. It's like, you look at this group and there's so many guys to be excited about. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, in years past, it's kind of like, all right, yeah, there's some names in here, but nobody really that, you know, maybe one or two guys are like, all right, yeah, they'll be on the team eventually. And I mean, this group is so stacked with guys. Like, I mean, even I didn't even get to like, you know, Healy snipe me and he had a couple of great goals <laughs> at full time. And, and again, possesses the puck wheels around the zone. Awesome. And then Hunter Height had two goals in the, in the finale. So as they wrapped it up and a great shot over Wallstead's shoulder that on the, on the breakaway yeah. penalty shot chance. And then another great one. And it, <laughs> it was so funny. And he's one of the younger guys, obviously just got drafted. And, and uh, you could see he goes and he, he picks Wallstead's corner to make it one, nothing. Cause they didn't score no goals in the first half or in the first period of the three they were doing for the championship. Mm-hmm. And he scores in that and he wheels around and goes by and he, he kind of pulls the stick in and like kind of sellies and then kind of pulls it back. Cause you can see as he goes by, it's Dean Woodsy Darby, like all these guys, like all the coaches lined up along the wall and he just sellied in the three on three tournament. Like, all right, all right. All right. That so fucking was, rocks. Yeah, exactly. So he kind of pulled it in and then he scored again and, and just like literally couldn't help it. I mean, but again, that all goes back to, you know, Bill's mentality of, Hey, we're here to win. It's not, you know, just to show up and play hockey and you get paid right. and you have fun, whatever it's, you know, you're here to win hockey games. And, yeah. and when you can't control it and you sell you like that, when you score, that's what you want in the end. Like yeah. that's, that's a winning hockey player that you care that much about winning just a three on three game. That really means nothing yeah. that you're going to sell in front of all the coaches just to get the first yeah. goal. Like that's awesome. So and he's got so, filthy hands too. That'd yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some sick mitts. I yeah, he'll be really good. So no, that's what that's what spoke. We had a spoke Z on last week. God, he's a legend too. He's a legend. Dude, he, I, he I, has got a lot of hockey knowledge in that little noggin of his. He did yeah. dude watches hockey twenty. It's like the summer and he's watching some league in fucking Slovakia. Yeah, he's I love like, his. Hey, have you guys ever watched the prospects? His double junior league, man. He's 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 hockey guy, but I like hockey replays guy, all that stuff too. Has his has his opinion, stuff like that. And he's also like the funny, like going out to the bar and like dominating right. the touch tunes is like those those <laughs> tweets crack me up. Like it's 1030 at night. He's like, Yeah, this idiot thinks he's gonna play a song. Like, oh my god, those tweets kill me. Z is Z is, is one a of legend. Most, he's an yeah. absolute legend. He is one of the most Absolutely. unique human beings I've ever met. <laughs> He, he, we were recording during the three-on-three tournament. And this guy, you could just tell, like, he's there was side. He's looking he, off to the side, and we're like, "Are you watching the three-on-three tournament?" He, he's, 
that, okay. that must be why he didn't get any replays of any of my saves or anything like that because he was That's, yeah you guys. it has to be it, well yeah. so yeah he he literally even said he was like he was like guys my adhd is all fucked up because he didn't realize <laughs> that it was like two halves two games, yeah. yeah he was like they just in the middle of this game they just switched over to this other one yeah. he's like i don't even know what's happening right now i'm so fucked up <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a cluster. That's what Faulness was saying too. He was like, I had no like, we had to like always be double checking because you can't just watch the play like you usually right. do and call the game. You have to watch what's on the screen so people right. can see. And I remember there's a couple times when I watched it back, they'd be like calling something on the other end, and and then it, the cameras on the other side. So yeah, credit oh, to those man. guys. I mean, we but like it was Faulness. Good. Faulness is a good dude too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, he uh... gets his shots in though. He'll get his shots. Oh, in. oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's merciless. Um, he he burned me a cu- on a couple ones that were so good. I was like, "What did he get God, you with?" Even... He uh, there's a couple. I think it was that Healy goal where he came I through and imagine. And he was like, "You know what? I think Beaupre might be regretting coming out to this one." You know, he's <laughs> he a little gas. I was like, "Yeah, I was a little gas to be honest." And then he had another one in in like the part way through. He was like, "Here I go, Beaupre out here. It's uh, they, they've got another one on him here." I think those pads were white when they started, and now they're brown with puck marks. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least it means I was making saves. I was gonna say that's that's a yeah, that's a that's a, that's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrific, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have one last question before we get to uh, the wild take, mm-hmm. uh, your wild take, because I am very excited to hear what you've got in store for us. But before mm-hmm. we get to that, um, Bopes. How much have you gotten a chance to work with uh, Wallstead? Because, you know, ever since he's been drafted, we, there's there's been maybe an unfair thing, but like just like watching him play at Lu- in Lulea, like you're like, oh, shit, this guy's like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- it's not fair to him, but there's all, already comparisons to like Henrik Lundqvist mm-hmm. and like getting compared to King Hank is never easy. Yeah, it's a compliment for sure. But it also creates a lot of pressure and expectation and everything. Um, you've obviously you've seen him in person. I assume you've talked to him a little bit. Like, how legit is this kid going to be? So he was actually kind of the third guy with Jonesy and Bex that I kind of talked to at camp. Yeah. So he was. I got in there, I put myself in the thing, and the guys were still working out. And as I went back out, I can't remember. I was going to go talk to somebody or you know out in the offices down and downstairs in the practice rink there. And he like came right up to me, introduced himself, like, "Hey, I'm I'm Jasper." Like good to meet you. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm the emergency goalie. Like you might see me around a little here to help you guys give you a little break. And and we talked a little bit. And so I was sitting kind of in the middle between him and him and Jonesy. And, and so we were talking then and like classic goalie, like talking gear and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But um, I was like, when they got him in the draft, I was like, there's no way we lucked out to get him here to make the, the pickup. Like that's such a genius move. Cause he is Suck at Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, he's going to be a, he's going to be a starting goalie. There's no doubt just the way he plays. And, and I've seen him a few times, you know, European stuff. And obviously world juniors is great too. He's um, a big boy too, isn't he? He's, he's big. He's really big. And he's not like a, a, like a skinny, like, like I think Jones, he came in when he was a little skinny when he first mm-hmm. came in and he's filled out now, but he's in shape. He's dial. I mean, he is so hockey focused. You can see it all the time with him, but the way he plays is like, the, the classic joke is like fastest chest in the league, but you, <laughs> you don't get the fastest chest in the league by, you know, diving to get hit in the chest. It's because you're always squared the puck. Mm-hmm. And, and I say it with Talbot too. Like when Talbot's on, like he makes every save right to his chest, but with Wallstead, it's the same thing. His positioning is good. His legs are strong. You know, he reads the plays so well that he just always takes puck square. 
And, you know, on top of that, he's super athletic where he can make those diving dramatic saves when, you know, the odds are against him in a three on one or something like that, where they can make three, four passes. And, and I think that really showed and in the three on three, I mean, he made some crazy saves. Jones made some crazy saves too, but it, uh, just when you like when you watch those like drill, there's a couple like drill clips that were out on Twitter too of mm-hmm. just before. Just the way he moves is so smooth, so strong. He's always got a couple extra pushes or moves up his sleeve, like to just get square to the puck. Um, it, it, it like for me when I see a goalie like that being a goalie coach is we just need to build on making that better and better. There's not skills you still need to teach this guy, like. It's just, let's just keep moving from there. So with some goalies, hey, you know, at the lateral movement or sometimes it's technique or, you know, sometimes it's just straight up, you know, leg strength and, and bodily strength. But with him, he's kind of got all the pieces right now. Um, and and he'll be part of my uh, wild take at the, at the end here. So um, he's, uh, he's really good. He's really good. And he's a great guy too. I think, I think he, you know, even in his interview, he really jumped into that right away. And it's just, yeah. he's a professional already, so. Well, I'm I, the honestly the thing that I'm the most glad about all of that is that you actually said his first name, uh, Jesper. So that is confirmed because <laughs> yeah. because you got it straight from the horse's mouth because I've, mm-hmm. I've everybody's been like everybody's been like Jesper and I'm like I think it's Jesper but I didn't know yeah. for sure. So it is confirmed, Jesper. From, I'm 99 percent sure he's from yes. Jesper's mouth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's legit. He's legit. All all around nice guy you know, seems focused, you know, he, he's dialed in all of his stuff and, oh, and I can't wait to see what his gear is going to look like. It's going to be so sick. I mean, Jonesy had, had some good sets of pads with Bauer cause I do like the printing thing mm-hmm. on there, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think Jesper going to pull. So it's going to be, it's going to be, is Jonesy going to play another year in the coast? And then I think it's McIntyre and Wallstead is expected to be in the A or we'll see. I mean, with how goalies Camp jump could, around like that, yeah. they could st- all three kind of be in Iowa. And then the, the best part is with the coast with Iowa now is that our other teams in Iowa too. So right. it's not like they're that the far Heartlanders, away. Yeah. So, yeah. The so, Heartlanders are only like what, like an hour and a half away. Yeah. So it'd be easy to have those guys, you know, whoever's got to play games or whatever, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, hope to see, you know, Wallstead get a lot of the starts down there and really grow. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Kakin and give him an opportunity to be the best goalie mm-hmm. in the AHL as quick as he can. So. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks Edmonton. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Detroit yeah. drafted another, I'm, I'm sure the goalie they draft is going to be good too. But Kosa, Kosa, yeah. So yeah. the yeah, so he'll the, be good. But the the W the goalie from the WHL played for Seattle Thunderbirds was like that's the guy I lost to, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, isn't he like six eight? He's like, yeah, he might be even bigger than that. He's enormous. Yeah. He's good too. But I uh, even like this is like my you know pre-draft mine from what I had seen from a few guys. I had seen way more about Wallstedt than Kosa. So I was a little yeah. surprised. They took yeah, he was supposed about. to go top 10. He was mm-hmm. literally, people were talking about him in top 10. Wallstead, yeah. No, I, people yeah, were yeah. saying, people were throwing out the Hank comps before the draft. And I was yeah. like, oh, that'd be fun. But like, I didn't even, I didn't even have him on our like big board because I was like, well, there's no way that we'll get yeah, him. There's no way he's going to be. Yeah, he's, he's going to go way before. But I think we had like pick 23 that year. And I was like, we're not getting him at 23. So who cares? Yeah, and then so I didn't even, I didn't even think we were going to take a goalie. Yeah, I really, and I, it was weird because I was like, sure, we could probably use another goalie in the system, but I was like, mm-hmm. they're going to use it here. But he was the best player available, and I think yeah. Judd really have showed us. <laughs> God, <laughs> he's yeah, he's good. He, I mean, all yeah. these picks that he gets now are like, yeah, you're like, get that guy. who who's I think maybe it was Russo again, but he was he was saying like, you know what, he 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 picks guys that you want it's not like just the best available and we just take right. the guy he 
he picks the guys like he's getting who he wants, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Like that's, yeah. Hey, we know this guy's going to fit in. We know he's good. We know he's got this skill set. So Z was, Z was, Z was sharing with us too the, the behind the scenes video where he is explaining the uh, ogre and, and then you're off pick where he's, he's like going to Billy. He goes, Hey, so like, we're going to, I think we should take ogre in here. He's really mm-hmm. good. And then, you know, I don't think anybody, he was like Nashville might take ogre at 18, but if he's still there at 19, we should take him. And mm-hmm. then I think that Yurov will follow we'll us at 24. Mm-hmm. And then that's exactly what happened. And then he did the exact same thing uh, with actually your your uh, your best friend, uh, Ryan Healy. Yeah. He was yes. like, he was doing cartwheels. Was again, like, again hey. another one. It's like he's picking his guys. He's not yeah. taking the best available. That's not their strategy anymore. It's we're getting the guys that we want. And we're going to find a way to do it. So and. And amazing. Billy lets him do it. Mm-hmm. Billy yeah, just lets him do his job. That's that's it's yeah. he's building the culture here in Minnesota, and I'm I'm excited, man, for the next couple of oh, years. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of development. Oh, yeah. through, but <laughs> when this cap hell stops and they're able to get a couple of vets in here, you know, some mm-hmm. skilled vets along with the young guys, as my cats are going crazy around. <laughs> Did your cats just destroy a shelf? Yeah, it sounded like they just took uh, kind of no, table. they 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 jumped up and you know collided with each other and both landed in their tunnel. <laughs> it yeah, sounded it's about that time of the night. It, it sounded to me, yeah, it sounded to me from you know fifteen hundred miles away like that, like classic cartoon noise where like <laughs> you throw like a child and like they go slipping and sliding and then they fall into like a, a glass shelf full of bottles and all of the glass just comes tumbling down yeah i have my liquor like whatever right here a little bar cart i see you <laughs> yeah bar cart so i just they haven't gotten into it yet where they fight and whatever not actually fight but, you know, yeah it's like brothers bicker <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, dude! Um, How many well, times have they interrupted us? You gotta oh, get a, a million and population this, going. This will, this will <laughs> certainly, this is definitely not the first, and it will definitely not be the last. <laughs> no. uh, but Bopes, uh, you have been super generous with your time, Connor. Before we let you go, we're gonna ask you the same question we ask mm-hmm. everybody before mm-hmm. we uh, they take off. Connor Bopre, what is your wild take? So I wanna want to state this too. My uh, my wild take. Last time I was on was correct. It happened. We got an emergency backup goalie in a game. The Dallas Anaheim last final game of the season to get Dallas (laughs) into the playoffs. That was that was the funniest game of the the year, I think, because it got uh, it not only got Dallas in the playoffs, it kicked Vegas out. And and I gotta stick up for the guy too. The goal they got was a power play Robertson one timer, and if that goes in alone. Like, what are you going to do? He's going to get a one-timer from the dot. Like, he's got to score every time on, like, almost any goalie. Right. But he whiffs, and it hits the defender in front and then tips five-hole on the guy. Like, that's so unlike. Like, yeah, this guy was in the almost in the perfect position to save the season, like, have an incredible story. He only got, like, three or four shots, but he got one unlucky bounce that cost him in the game. Not his fault. Like, he fucking killed it. Yeah, he was. I mean, he he was in there, went in confidence. So I will say, uh, was right on that one, and he had a good performance. Um, I think my wild take now, I it's it's tough to do one right in into the season. Yeah, but uh, I I think I'm split between either Kirill uh, fifty goals or you're gonna see Wallstead next year. Oh, in the wild lineup. 
Oh. I, just, I think he's. I think people are talking that he could be, you know, that quickly of a turnaround to get in. Those so. are both wild, and I love mm-hmm. them both. Yeah, I like Kirill Fifty. I think it could have happened this year for sure. Um, but I, uh, I, I'm pretty. I think those are both pretty even on my confidence level. I think you'll see. He's yeah. almost, he could have gotten it last season, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. He had some bounces, and I think he looks to pass a lot too. But he, his trajectory is definitely pointing to fifty goals. Yeah. If, this year, next year, for sure. The next, yeah. one of the next two seasons. I mean, for us, it's a little different because, you know, it's the first time we've had somebody score that many points. But right. that was a, a quiet, big point season from him. Yeah. There was a lot yeah. of guys over 100. But he, I felt like he had a quiet over 100 because there were so many other guys doing it. But come on. I mean, he beat the record by 20 points. Like, yeah, this is a, a this is a different player than we've ever had. So, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Now he's just got to get home. Yeah, exactly. We just got to bring him home. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Billy, oh. Billy joked. He said he's got a team of Navy SEALs. So <laughs> I hope hey, so. It might take that. I've, I've, I've offered my services. Marcus Felino has offered his substantially more <laughs> useful services. Uh, we're, we're getting that kid out of there. Well, you saw the, you saw the video of, of uh, who is it? Goose Golgoski and and Carts were flying the planes. They did oh, the, the no, top I thing. didn't see this. They're, they're training them. It's it's they they wild <laughs> yeah, release some like perfect. little funny clip. They went to do some some check some fire stuff, and everybody's playing off the Top Gun stuff right now. Oh, that's um, perfect. But I, yeah. I think secretly Bill's training them to go on a secret mission and go pick them up. So we'll, well see. Because yeah, apparently he got stuck in like the Caribbean or something. I've heard yeah. all so many stories yeah. now about like I don't people I don't like assuming know about buying you that, but like. I I don't even know. There's there's been so many stories now that I'm just like it could be something so simple as he's just like not ready to come back here yet. Like he yeah, could be anywhere. He's just hanging out, and he's probably on one of those fishing trips like he was last year. Oh, yeah. yeah, or he's probably just hanging out with those goats or whatever. You know, yeah. those funny pictures <laughs> of him. He's hanging out with the animals again. I'm sure. Yeah, so, wrestling um, bears. He'll get back. He'll get back. I'm pretty confident. It's awesome. I agree. Awesome man. Well, Connor, thank you again for uh, for hopping yeah. on. Everybody, yeah, thanks for having go- me. Go give go give Connor some love too. Uh, he is, like I said at the top of the show, an absolute beauty. And you can find him on Twitter at Young Bopes. That's B E A U P S. Oh yeah. Uh, and I gotta say too. I mean, it's it's a it's it's maybe maybe a unfair statement because I don't think any of the other goalies had facial hair, but you definitely had the best beard of, uh, yeah, of anybody at Dev Camp. I yeah no I think those guys were too young I don't know if there's anybody with a beard there <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the picture right now I see I don't see anybody with a beard I mean it Maybe. does help that I have like ten years on like all of those guys so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was but like that was, I was walking out I was walking out of the rink at the end of the day and uh, I walked past Dean and he goes Hey you finally found some guys young enough that you can keep up with huh and I go No <laughs> they're they're too young I can't keep up at all This is way harder. This is way harder. So, yeah, he, he gave me a little. Exactly story. how I envisioned uh, a typical Dean. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's full of them. He's so he's yeah. full of the liners and jabs. It's so good. Oh, I believe it. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you, buddy. And yeah, thanks, uh, take care. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Oh, you're an absolute beauty. I'll push this out uh, sometime tomorrow. Sweet. And, yeah, just uh, let me know. Yeah, for sure. Thanks again oh, for hopping on, man. It's super fun. Yeah. And, uh, we'll, we'll have you on throughout in the middle of the season. And then like whenever, whenever Wallstead makes his appearance, um, we'll mm-hmm. have you on immediately. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, also for the, uh, for the, for that tournament, 
too. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if it works out with the schedule. I'll go yeah, I don't I mean, remember. I don't even think the dates are posted, but I think it was it was like a day or two before Hockey Day Minnesota last year. Okay. We'll figure out. We just got to see what the wild calendar is. Yeah, and yeah. What my high school calendar is. I can I can potentially move some stuff to make it happen. So I was telling um, I was telling somebody else. Yeah, too. So it was it was one it was the last weekend in January. Okay. Last year, and it was just one day, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they or was they, it a two day deal? I'm trying to. No. I thought it was just one. We only played one day, but it's possible. Oh, if you go to the championship, you go next day. No, 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 no. They, play, you play the whole fucking day. So okay, okay, good. Because there's a couple a, that like people ask me to go to, and they're like, "Yeah, it's Friday, Saturday," and so I'm like, "The Wild play on so, Friday, so, and Saturday, or like right." Oh, I, got high we, uh, I can go to one game if you need me, but we uh, we uh, last year we didn't play Friday night. They have two tiers play Friday night. Okay, and the other two literally play every single one of their games the next day. So <laughs> I'm sure we can work it out with Corey to schedule us. We're like, Hey, we need it to be all one day. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, cause we know the guy that hosts it. We're, they're pretty he's cool one of our sponsor it. guys. So perfect. All right, boys. Well, thanks for having me. I'm going to go run. Always. So I got to catch up on Westworld. New season. <laughs> Good luck, man. Yeah. We'll see ya. Cheers, bud. Our biggest thanks to Connor Beaupre. Said it a million times in the interview. I'll say it again until I run out of breath. Absolute beauty. Absolute gem of a human. Terrific dude. Love catching up with him. And uh, we're going to definitely have him back on more times in the future. And you heard it here first. He is going to lead us to a Minnesotan Cup championship. <laughs> hey, I, I like our chances with him in the net. I'll tell you that much. No, no, no disrespect to uh, to JJ, but uh, he's a little. Oh, bit he he already said he already said he was like, oh no, I'd rather have someone who, you know, I mean, not that JJ, I, he did just fine last I year. I was gonna say, yeah, JJ just from fine. you know, obviously I wasn't there, but from from watching from afar, JJ was not the reason that uh, the team no, lost. No, not oh, at well. It. Hey. Well, hey, this has uh, been a, a little bit longer of a show, so um, you know we appreciate you coming around and, 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 and hanging out with us in late July. But uh, it's almost time for us to get out of here. So before we do, let's end the show the way we end every show. Zooch, what is your wild take? I'm going to keep this one short and sweet, low-winded. My wild take is the 10K softball team is going to pull an absolute massive upset next week and upset the number one seeded crew softball team. And uh, friends of the show will know, well, people behind the scenes, we know quite a few people on that team. So we, we, I was talking to, I play a few with a few of them on Monday nights that are on the Wednesday night team that I don't play on. It's confusing. Yeah. But uh, they said that they just play looser when it, when it's us versus them. Cause they know all of us and we're sitting chirping each other and it's just more of a fun time. And they're not trying so much because we're not very good. So I think we're going to use that to our advantage. We've lost to him by one twice. I think we're going to do it. We're going to pull it out. And we're going to shock this the, the Bloomington Silver Wednesday Night Doubleheader League and pull out a win. In Hell the next yeah. round of playoffs. And do our it. season will not end next week. I hope you're right. That'd be very, very funny. <laughs> it would um, be. It'd be a good bet for sure. Yeah. And like we also, we all know that it would just be merciless shit talking. Oh yeah, uh, to the other team. Well, Matt Brown, I don't know if you know who that is, but JJ, yeah. 
grew up with Matt Brown and them. So he plays on that team. It would be nonstop shit talking. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, my wild take this week is um, probably the tamest wild take that I've ever had. Uh, as we're recording this uh, earlier earlier today, the Cleveland Browns uh, announced that they are bringing in AJ McCarron for a workout. And my wild take is that if uh, if AJ McCarron actually like plays in an NFL game for the Cleveland Browns this year, I will bring back my AJ McCarron impression where I will get his really shitty chest tattoo drawn on my body and I will record a video as AJ McCarron. Um, I, I, there's a 0% chance that anybody that's listening to this podcast uh, watched the television show that I uh, created in college called in the jungle in which I debuted that uh, AJ McCarron uh, impression, which was now 10 years ago. So like, you know, good luck, but um, I have a killer AJ McCarron impression. And if he plays a single snap in the NFL for the Cleveland Browns this year, I will be busting it out. So it's uh, less of a take and more of a promise. So just be ready. You know, they, that has potential to be one of the weirdest quarterback rooms. Cause I'm, we're not even going to talk about Deshaun Watson. Cause <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, He's, and AJ McCarron, and oh Josh my. Rosen. They oh, signed shit, Josh Rosen today. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess I was assuming it was kind of an either-or situation between McCarron and Rosen. Yeah. Can dude, you imagine if they did all four? That would be so funny. I mean, it, nothing about the Deshaun Watson stuff is like funny, but there is one funny part to the whole thing: is that it came out that he had Mia Khalifa come over to his house dressed in a maid's outfit to play like, you know how you get those Nerf hoops? What? <laughs> I have not heard this story. What? Yes, dude. He's diabolically horny. It's ridiculous. Like he had Mia, he paid Mia Khalifa to come over to his house in a maid's outfit and play basketball. And play Nerf basketball. Yes, Nerf basketball. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I... So- Doing in a year off of football, which is about to extend into a year and eight games, it's sounding like. Which, let me get this straight, you can have 24 whatever of, mis- you know, you know, everyone. Lawsuits. Lawsuits. But you're telling me some guy puts 10,000 or whatever he put on his football team, Calvin Ridley, and he's got to sit out the entire season. Yeah, for- that's bullshit. The NFL games? really. Like, give me it. Come on, color, color me shocked that the NFL messed up this situation. Who yeah, could have seen yeah. that coming besides everybody? I cannot get over the fact that Deshaun Watson paid Mia Khalifa to come over and yeah, it was, a, I mean, it was all over Twitter. Basketball. I don't know how like I missed that. that. I mean, yeah. I assume that this just happened when I was on vacation. I was not checking my phone. No, it was the funniest, the funniest tweet. I am, I, I don't think I'll ever get over this. This is the, yeah. the that's incredible. That's you got to so find the funny. video after we get off this, but dude, they, they there's a video. Yeah. Of, of Mia Khalifa in a maid outfit playing basketball with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive. Unless this is all a fucking fever dream and I'm just spreading nonsense. Oh my God. I, I I'm almost I positive. Need, I need this to be true. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Mia Khalifa. Deshaun. Watson. <laughs> Basketball, right? Yeah, right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fucking real. 
It's fucking real. Yeah, no, it's real. Oh my god! <laughs> it's this, is, this might be this might be the best night of my life. That is it's di- this like he was diabolically horny. That like, is the, that is unbelievably horny. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, we need to. We legitimately, I think we like. I'm not even trying to be funny with this. We need to lock Deshaun Watson away because, like, like <laughs> I saw other he, he needs to, that next too. time. If he ever takes an NFL snap again, he needs to be wearing a chastity belt at all times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And that's I, the best part is then he comes out and he's like, I don't know what these are talking about, and everyone's like, Hey, you paid me a Khalifa to come over to your house. I'm pretty sure some of these are ringing home. True. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 tough sledding there. Um, well, we, um, I don't know how to end the show from that. So yeah. We just, just went off the rails there. I didn't know gonna, you didn't know that. We're just going to end it. Cause, uh, there's, there's yeah. literally nothing I can say that, uh, can segue <laughs> this, uh, politely to the end of the show. Uh, I will also throw out a quick, uh, fuck Daryl Katz, the owner of the Edmonton Oilers, because he is apparently getting involved with a similar shady situation. Um, all of that is still pretty up in the air. So if you don't know about that, go do some quick research. Uh, we'll see. A lawsuit was filed against him that he was maybe paying an underage girl to uh, have sexual intercourse with him for somewhere between twenty-five dollars and $75,000. Yikes! Super bad. Anyway, uh, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna just end the show by saying, you know, punt that guy into the sun. And yes, as, all the way to the sun. And as always, thank you for listening to the Wild Takes podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Uh, go give us a follow on social media at wild takes 10 K and make sure to follow along with the rest of the stuff at 10 uh, K as well. If you like the show, tell your friends, let them know, get them in on the show. Maybe they can be the next, uh, what was the guy's name? Danny Dooley. Maybe they can be the next Danny Dooley. Yes. Absolute yeah. legend. Um, what give, us a five, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, whatever you're listening to your podcast on. If you hate the show, here's the kicker. If you if you listen to this and you're like, ah, oh, man, I got to the end of the show. And I, I listened all the way through and I hate this show. I have great news for you. You can tell your enemies, make them suffer. If you're like, this show is terrible. I only, only, only people that would listen to this are people that I want to suffer. Tell them, tell them, make that, make your enemies listen. Be like, Hey, I've been thinking about you. This show would be so good for you. Do it. And, uh, and on top of that, remember, folks, it's not just about working hard and having fun. It's about fucking winning. Stay safe out there, folks. Long live the piss missile. Let's fucking go! Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Go.